Good to be with you again for the third in our series of daily devotionals on the mission of Jesus, particularly as we see it in Luke chapters 4 and 5. As we focus on the text of the Bible itself, we, we do that because we want to consider, to ponder and to talk with God about our observations there in the text. In this way, we're asking God that we would know Jesus and his ways in truth and in greater depth and in this way so be changed by him. Earlier in chapter 4, Jesus' hometown neighbours in Nazareth were furious because he would not exercise his great power, the power to do miracles, just as he had been doing in many of the surrounding towns. And it's not really clear whether they were angry because Jesus would not perform for them or whether it was because they would not benefit from him. Now, either way, Jesus leaves Nazareth and goes toward the Sea of Galilee. So we start reading again from verse 31. Then he went down to Capernaum, a town in Galilee, and on the Sabbath he taught the people. They were amazed at his teaching because his words had authority. Jesus continues his pattern of teaching in synagogues, and it seems that every week it was his practice to gather for worship in the traditional Jewish way. Now, this might surprise us a little, given everything that would happen with the Pharisees later on. But nonetheless, corporate worship matters to Jesus. And synagogue was the place where he could go and, and read and teach the scriptures. But Jesus' teaching was clearly very different to that of the rabbis and the teachers of the law. In verse 32, we're told that the people were amazed at Jesus' teaching. The Greek word translated amazed there literally means they were knocked out of their wits. Jesus hit them with force, as it were, with his teaching. What was it that had such impact? Well, it was Jesus' authority. Jesus spoke and taught the word of God with an authority not known previously, such that God's word came with great force and power. Same observations can be reiterated in verse 36, but for now we see Jesus preaching ministry, declaring good news to the spiritually poor, is proceeding exactly as Jesus indicated it would in his mission statement earlier at, uh, at the Nazareth synagogue earlier in the chapter. An essential part, therefore, of Jesus' mission is his preaching and teaching. He is announcing good news and hence his participation in the life of the local synagogue. But something different happens this day at synagogue in Capernaum, verse 33. In the synagogue, there was a man possessed by a demon, an impure spirit. He cried out at the top of his voice, go away. What do you want with us, Jesus of Nazareth? Have you come to destroy us? I know who you are, the Holy One of God. Jesus' confrontation with Satan and his demons doesn't surprise us in Luke chapter 4. Already we've seen Jesus tested in the wilderness directly by Satan. Uh, then, quoting Isaiah 61, Jesus has declared that his mission is to set free the captives, referring to those who are held spiritually captive by Satan. What happens now makes it clear that Jesus' mission is to destroy the power that Satan exercises over people, a power that holds them captive to death and judgment. In modern political media speak, it might be said that Jesus has declared war on Satan, except that this is for real. And so in the midst of the synagogue at Capernaum, Jesus' confrontation with the demon-possessed man represents a battle that will be 
part of a larger war. To be clear, the conflict is not with the man. He's the victim in this battle, but it is with Satan's demon who has taken over the man's person. As a side note, I've seen demon possession only a very few times, but I assure you that it is a real thing and it does happen today. Although I think Satan prefers to keep a lower profile in our materialist culture because it serves his deception better if his work is hidden. So in this confrontation at the synagogue, the demon within the man tries to tell Jesus to go away. He wants nothing to do with Jesus. And in fact, he tries to put Jesus on the back foot by revealing his true identity as the Holy One of God. Now already we learn something about the spiritual war that Jesus is fighting. Satan and his demons know exactly who Jesus is. It's open warfare. They know Jesus. They believe he is God's Holy One and they shudder with fear. They want Jesus to go away. Verse 35, be quiet. Jesus said sternly, Come out of him. Then the demon threw the man down before them all and came out without injuring him. When it comes to actual authority and power in the battle, all that it takes is a word from Jesus, out, and the demon is gone. Jesus' mission to set free Satan's captives is demonstrated simply and clearly. Example number one, job done. And in verse 36, we get the crowd reaction. All the people were amazed and said to each other, What words these are! With authority and power he gives orders to impure spirits, and they come out. And the news about him spread throughout the surrounding area. Once again, the people are gobsmacked. My rough translation. Stupefied would probably be more correct. Notice that the crowd identifies the power is in Jesus' words. What words these are! Jesus speaks and teaches God's word proven by his mastery over demons. The evil spirit instantly obeys Jesus' word of command. Jesus speaks words of authority, words that have power in realms that we can't see, in domains beyond our ordinary knowing or scientific understanding. And Jesus gifts these words to us. So as we reflect on Jesus' words, I wonder what impact we allow them to have in our lives. I want to encourage us to treasure Jesus' words, to give them first place in our thinking, our reasoning, our working and our living. The spoken words of the Word of God have absolute power and they carry His authority into creation. May they be precious and embraced as precious in our lives. One further thought. Jesus has announced his mission is to set free those who are captive to Satan. His actions on behalf of this demon-possessed man demonstrate his intent and his authority. And so we do well to remember that we are not neutral bystanders in Jesus' mission to defeat Satan and to reverse the effects of his rebellion. Yes, Satan has been defeated by Jesus already at the cross, but we still have our part to play in announcing the good news. Jesus' words on our lips still carry his authority and bring life and salvation. I pray that today you will speak his powerful words to someone who needs to hear them. Powerful words that set captives free. To whom might you speak the powerful and liberating words of Jesus today?